I've got a question. <clears throat> Go on. What came first, Joe Rogan or the Joe Rogan podcast? Joe Rogan. What did was he a wrestler? Uh, I, I, I know nothing about the, this guy he, really, I other than UFC. Obviously, he used to be like a kickboxer or something, then okay. a comedian. Um, he's got like there's like thousands of podcasts he's done now. He must yeah. be doing it for a while. Does he do it on a week? I, I, I'm to be honest, I'm. I'm not even that big a fan. I've listened to about maybe less than 10 in my life. I always feel a bit like those people are going to run out of celebrities eventually. He's just got obscure people. Because basically, see, like, if, you're a, uh, if you've got, like, a left-wing audience, yeah. you're not going to go and get Piers Morgan on. No. But with him, he's just, like, not political. Yeah, he's so, all over. He's just, like, libertarian. Yeah, so one week he'll have Bernie Sanders on, mm. and then the next week he'll have, like, who's that guy? Alex Jones. Yeah yeah, 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 I see, I see. And he, he Joe looks a bit like Alex Jones, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I don't look like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Touche. Uh, should we get cracking? Yes. Um, right, we're back again. Um, Carlos has just taken his sunglasses off, which seemed like a good way to start. Uh, we've had some sensational feedback from the release of Series 3, Episode 1. So first of all, thanks a lot to everyone for tuning in. And when I say everyone, I mean the vast swathes of the population. Uh, it was good. Well, how did you boys... I, I, we don't get to listen back to it until we hear it live. So, Carlos, how did it feel listening back to ourselves again after it had been so long? Luckily, you asked me on the week where I listened. Because <laughs> if I tell the truth, I don't usually listen. But oh, I listened straight away. It doesn't go to God tell you to take anything out. Um, but yeah, it was really good. Um, I liked it a lot. Yeah. We had we warmed up into it, mm-hmm. considering we'd been away. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. Good. Um, so, we're actually recording this one... We're going to have a bit more regular service is going to going to resume now. Wait, hang on. Yeah. We need to know what Joe thinks. He's the most important person. True. Joe takes out quite a lot. So, I wanna, you know. Well, listen to the things told, that you could have heard. That's what I'm going to say. Truth be told, I I kind of listened to it what two or three times like before it's released when I'm editing it, so <clears throat> it all becomes a kind of a bit kind of like nothingness to me. When you listen to something so many times and you're concentrating on, uh, I don't know, like cutting sections out, it kind of what the meaning behind it kind of gets taken away. To be honest with you, uh, sorry, listen, Carlos in the background is pissing himself laughing. I kind of want to explore this. No, it's all right, though, Carlos. You can sit on your high horse, but you can you can edit the next one, mate. I'm not laughing at that. You can edit the next one, mate, and then yeah, we'll 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 probably all have died by the, t- by the time. You get round to that from either corona, coronavirus or old age. I wasn't laughing at that. If Actually, seeing as you've listened to last one so many times, you'll remember that I was laughing when Lewis's voice went croaky. I was laughing at the fact that the first time you, you needed to speak today properly, your voice failed you and you were, you were kind of having a bit of a choke. In oh, the that's what you're laughing at? Yeah, I was, I was laughing <laughs> at you choking, I'm sorry. Right, I should have, should have saved that piece for later. All right, well, that was a nice... <laughs> It's a nice segue into how have our days and the last week been for us all. We've all been up to a lot. Carlos, what have you been... Carlos, we got a text. Uh, we found out earlier on today that he had to go and have a nap at five o'clock. 
because he was feeling shattered and I think he said on the phone that he was sweating or something so I want to delve deeper into that as well so what have you been doing today as a as a case study for your life um so stayed at a friend's house (laughs) (laughs) yeah I stayed at a friend's house and she had to get up for work at seven yeah and Today I decided to get up with her for some reason. Mm. So I was up from seven, got to about nine. I'd just been, I don't know what I was doing. Decided I had to go back to bed because I was too tired. But then... (laughs) (laughs) What time did you go to bed? So I went to bed about, what, midnight last night? Right. So then she had a parcel come in, so I had to stay around for that. Mm. So I let the guy in at 9.45. Yeah. um, Made myself a fish finger sandwich. (laughs) Had to drop her keys off to her at Tottenham Court Road. Yeah. Then got well, the... a day in the life of Carlos Gaston. Sorry to <laughs> yeah. cut you off. Is not complete without having to drop a pair of keys. <laughs> without like, having to drop yeah. a pair of keys off or get keys dropped to you at some point. Ca- errand, carry on. You're an errand man. <laughs> so then at your core. So then I made. I walked to Charing Cross. Got on the train to New Eltham because it's a fast one. Even yeah. though I don't live anywhere near there. Yeah. My phone was going to die and I lost my wallet. <laughs> this really is a day in the life. So I had to put it on low battery mode so I could tap into the bus to get home. But the best part of the day was yeah. when I got to New Eltham. I just remembered this now. So I get off the train. Yeah. There's an old Yoruba Nigerian man speaking in Yoruba. Yeah. Walking down the platform. And I, I'm, I'm walking behind him. He's got a red cap on. This is all, I wish I was making this up to yeah. make my day seem more exciting, but I'm not. It's all right. He's got a red cap I mean, it on. It does sound exciting. And then as we walk up the stairs, he kind of turns around at the top and I'm like, nah, it can't be. And it's got a small America flag on the side. Yeah. When we get down the stairs, he, he, he stops walking. I have a good look at it. He's wearing a MAGA cap. No way. No way. <laughs> In New Eltham. I saw a Nigerian man wearing a MAGA hat today. In New Eltham? In New Which Eltham. makes it even weirder. It, it, I wish I was making it up. I can't, I can't get my I'm head around it. I'm glad that you're not. That is... What a weird sighting. That's, that's not me for six. <laughs> uh, Joe, I was reminded while Carl's telling that story of um, the times that we've got onto the bus for free by telling the driver that our robot was dead. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, thanks for reminding me. James is <laughs> <Thanks for> reminding <laughs> But... James three when it's worked for as well. Did they actually let us on now? Yeah. Or did we just laugh at it and No no. Robot's dead. We did it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Robot's dead. And then you walk you go, ah, and then it's walk on. <laughs> it's just, there's a basic thing for life is you can walk basically anywhere if you say something with enough like certainty and confidence. Yeah. The next time you do it, when your phone's at one percent, just start scrolling Twitter gleefully, hope that it dies, and then stroll up to a bus and uh say, ah, Robot's dead. <laughs> and then just keep walking. It completely works. It's genius. It is genius. It works. The, the pitfalls of the modern world. The modern world has thrown up many uh, opportunities for time saving and for devices such as having every device on your phone. But you've got to reclaim it. And then you do that by declaring, your, oh, your phone's dead. Oh, all right, fair enough. So you can't do anything whatsoever. It's brilliant. What if he turns around and says, where's your card? You lost your wallet. True. There you go. Then, Simple as that. The only thing is, mm. I mean, I reckon 30% of the time you're definitely getting on. Yeah. 70% of the time, may, maybe more diff- percentages we can work on that. Mm. But 
there is a high possibility that you'll basically say like get the fuck off my bus there is but I think that life is all about taking risks at the end of the day true bigger the risk the bigger the reward Joe how's your day been sorry so you didn't get up to your nap at the minute you've seen a MAGA cap and you out them hey, what time is that we've only made it to uh, this is about 2pm 2pm oh god Got the, got the yeah, we've got a lot of time still to go. Best bit of the here. day ahead of you. Um, so I got home. Yeah. Uh, you found some sunglasses. Yeah, I found my sunglasses, put them on for a bit. Yeah. Tried them with different, <laughs> a few different hats. <laughs> I, I genuinely had a thought that <laughs> if I wear my sunglasses while scrolling on my phone, yeah. it might be better for my eyes. I tried it, but it was just a bit... To be fair, I want, I, want, I want to laugh at that, but I actually kind of... I think that you, that might be right. Yeah, no, no. There's no reason it, why it wouldn't it, be. It wasn't a joke. Mm. Um, so I did that for a bit, and then I had some... There were some leftovers about, so I had some of that. Yeah, what were they? Some some uh, some chicken. All right. And then... What had, time are we up to now? There's about three or four now. Yeah. We uh, get quite a lot of uh, students listening, so it's nice for them to... Like this, is, this goes out to them, you know. Oh. Can't, it can't all just be champagne and speedboats. Sometimes this is the day in, day out life of a student and it's important that we reflect that in an audio form. I read three pages, no, four pages of Multiculturalism Yeah. by Tariq Madud. Mm. Um, yes, for... you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lot of people's dude. That really. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and then and then yeah, the day just kind of phases out at this point, and then when... and then, I mean, after hearing Carlos's day, hear this listener <laughs> got a message from Daryl. You've absolutely swindled me. Um, I received a message from Carlos. He posted on a group chat not so long ago saying, <laughs> "Put the coffee on when you get in from work. It's been a long day." <laughs> And they're always thinking, all right, he's probably been working hard in the library or something, but no. <laughs> but, hang on, I, I also, so I had, had a little nap, listened to a podcast, and then did a little meditation, did a few press-ups, and then came here. That is a long day. That's a, quite a long <clears throat> day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I hope that, that coffee's kicking in. <laughs> How was your day, Joe? Um, my day was fine, actually. I know I, I, a good thing happened to me today. Yeah. I've, I've confirmed uh, a house. Confirmed a house? Yes. This is news to, well, um, this is news to I. Amazing. Is it news to you as well, Carlos? Uh, well, no, he told me when I got here. Ah, okay. It's Amazing Net. Amazing Net? Yeah, Amazing Net in Clapton. In Clapton? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've got to be joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Top floor or bottom floor? Top floor. Well, top two floors. Top two floor, amazing air. Ooh. That's what I'm in at the moment. Oh, really? Mm. Oh. What? Lewis is your top one floor. Out. Yeah, I am the one out. Top floor. Top two Top two floors. Nice. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's a nice little place. Um, Like... Champagne speedboats. Champagne and speedboats. Yeah. Talking of champagne and speedboats, yeah. Yeah. Champagne speedboats and Clapton should really come in the same. Yeah. Kind of come in the same sentence. Is it near Chatsworth Road? I've no idea, but it's very near um, Clapton Overground Station. Okay. Which All is right. good. Yeah, yeah. Just off of Upper Clapton Street, or Clapton High oh, Street, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, good, yeah. Nice. It's a nice area. It's really cool. Um. So yeah, that happened to me today, which is great. Um. Let me think about coronavirus again. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
What are your thoughts on all the scores in Italy, Shang? I mean, I'm a bit concerned because uh, I've got a holiday booked to Italy in the summer. <laughs> yeah. But that's about as far as my concern goes. Yeah. I mean, like, since we last recorded, since we recorded the last podcast, so today it's the 4th of March, mm. and um, for the benefit of the listener, and yeah. kind of since we Listeners. recorded our last one about two weeks ago, the world has kind of simultaneously managed to explode and implode. <laughs> um after Joe's educated statement that Corona is something that none of us need to worry about. Yeah, and I mean, we do need to worry about it now that 80, <laughs> now that eighty-five people have it. So <laughs> just over that's the top one, of the yeah, just over one million, one in one million people have it. Yeah, is that a cause of concern yet? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've got um, Italy shutting down. Matt yeah. Hancock said that we might have to lock off cities. Uh, Etc. I mean, apparently, I mean apparently Liverpool might not win the league. Yeah, we Liverpool might not win the league. Um, Bond has been pushed back seven months. Bond's been pushed back. James Bond 007 has been pushed back. Oh, yeah. 0020 past seven. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, despite all the doom and gloom, I think there are a couple That's of a much better joke than it got credit for. I wasn't even listening. <laughs> so again, don't worry. It's really had really lost in the moment now. But yeah, no, there are a couple of uh, entertaining aspects of about coronavirus that I mean. I've found. Yeah. First is the kind of variations of masks that people have, are, are donning. Yeah. Um, you've got canvas ones, paper ones, ones that cover the chin as well as the mouth. Yeah. Have you seen the woman that was wearing a bucket? Yes, and then we've got buckets as well. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even seen that. But yeah, also, bucket, also, yeah. <laughs> also something that I've found really entertaining <laughs> is the thought of like millions of people singing happy birthday twice in their head. While washing their hands. Yeah, well, I'm talking about that. <laughs> no, do you, do you not see they? Another thing on um, Don't touch on the your news. Eyes with your hand. Oh yeah, sorry. On the news. No, but I've had it, so I'm fine. Beat it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, on the news, they genuinely said that uh, the Tories recommended singing the first verse of uh, "God Save the Queen." No. Of the national anthem. <laughs> that I think when I heard that, I stopped what I was doing and thought, like, you know what? The Conservatives are the best political machine <laughs> I've ever come across. Yeah, it's what that is. That is true levels of uh, propaganda. That's just genius. Insidious propaganda. Yeah. Someone's there washing their hands thinking, I'm going to die because a Chinese person ate a bat. Yeah. So they're already angry at foreigners. Yeah. And then to top it off, they're washing their hands thinking, the the empire was good. Yeah. Yeah. We've taken our borders back under control. Brexit's happened. And yeah, we're fine because we're not Italy and we, we know how to wash our hands. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, right. That yeah. nice. Um, one thing that we should fault about the Tories' policy is they, um, they should have got in contact with the Chinese about maybe knocking together one of those hot- uh, hospitals or not hotels, one of those hospitals they're building mm. in a day. That would have given what well, Boris Johnson only thirty nine to build. You know, made, made, the promise, made the promise about forty. Carlos, have you got a side a sideways look at the week's news that you can just dizzle in? Whoa, um take that as a no. Anyway, my day. <laughs> let's get on to my day. Uh, anyone going to ask me how it went? Um, it sounds like you've watched yourself. Well, I said Clapton. I reacted that way because I spent part of my day in Clapton today, Joe. Oh, really? Yep. I, well, the, my day... What's wrong, Carlos? I had one more thing to say about Corona. Oh, go on. Did, you see, did you see Jürgen Klopp's um, interview? Yeah, I literally just was talking about it. I what what did you think? I think he smashed it. I found it annoying. Go on. Because he basically for the for the uh, 
for education educational purposes, Jurgen Klopp was asked in a press conference what his thoughts on coronavirus are. And he said, I'll leave it to the experts to tell you why you're asking me, which is, that makes sense. But also, they've asked him that, obviously, because football matches are being called off left, right and centre in Italy. And eventually it's going to come down to football matches being called off here, definitely. And I think that is that is the time for the manager of the most successful club in the country at the minute, with hundreds of thousands of supporters, to be saying, yes, coronavirus will be more important in this country. If they have to shut off games for coronavirus, we have to respect that. And instead, he just passed the buck and moved to someone else. But we need, you need community leaders like that to tell people that this is actually a serious thing. Because in Italy, there's uproar about matches being turned away. But obviously, you literally, you can't have 60,000 people all meeting in one place all the time. I think it's a bit of an unfair take okay. to say that he's passed the buck. Because what he actually said was... I think we... Not passed the buck. I think that... Uh, we need people to show leadership, and I think he should have shown some leadership at that moment. Yeah, but what he said was, for an, for an issue that's really, really serious, like people's lives and coronavirus, mm. it it doesn't come down to a football ma- manager at a press conference who doesn't actually have the information to whip up... <clears throat> it's happened to me now. To whip up fear or give out incorrect information. He's like, in something that's as serious as this, it doesn't matter what... A football manager thinks I will do what I'm told when the time comes and for now we need to defer to the doctors and the politicians who have the, the information about it and it, so he's basically saying that if he gets told that the game's off he's going to totally accept it because it's a serious issue but him saying like oh yeah yeah but I think it's not just down him down to him to accept it it's for him to tell people now make sure you accept it when that happens because people won't accept it people want to go football fundamentally first and foremost <laughs> it's true it's the f- first and foremost the thing that a lot of people want to do yeah <laughs> especially if the world's coming to an end yeah yeah um i think i think you can see it from both sides to be honest mm. with you like be fair, I, mean, I was playing devil i haven't the, even the, watched it i mean the, I like watched it. you haven't seen it no, I, oh, just know, I just it. know that that's what you said like kind no, of, he spoke incredibly well sorry joe i think he spoke well but like i think He's bound to get some sort of like bad publicity, some bad, some like negative press from saying, saying that like yeah, you need to take this very seriously. I don't know. I think he's just saying like, I mean, I'm not involved, man. I'm here to talk about football. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm totally um, for football involving politics because I think that football clubs are some of the biggest community things, like community. Um, Vehicles. Vehicles, yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Vehicles out there and they've got so much money, they've got Mm. opportunities to do good things. That's a whole nother conversation. But in this case of like coronavirus, he he can't speak on it because it's it's not like a political view or a society view. It's like there are genuine medical facts and precautions that you need to take. And me being a football manager talking about getting knocked out by Chelsea or whatever or playing Chelsea, I don't have the information... Or to be able to tell people this is what we, is going to happen and what you need to do. I'd quite like it if at the next uh, press conference they go up to Matt Hancock and ask for his opinion on Liverpool getting knocked out by Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and to be honest with you, like I think one of the things that is so like daunting about coronavirus is that like even the experts know fuck all about it. So in reality, mm. all the Jurgen Klopp can say is like wash your hands and like wear a, wear a face mask, even though a face mask isn't isn't, isn't even good alone. if you yeah. if you aren't a carrier. So imagine that if if he comes out and says like, oh, wash your hands and wear a face mask, and it turns out a face mask useless. Like all all opposition fans are basically thinking he's an absolute 
No. I mean, they're probably not going to care on that level, but he, he, if he speaks, he's in trouble, essentially. Mm. So he had to pass the buck, I think. Yeah, and do you know what? I think that, like, football, or people who go to the football, I mean, like, basically everyone's got an opinion on it, and I actually think people who go to the football will actually listen to it, and I think they'll listen to what's being told, mm. because, I mean, fundamentally as humans, like, we have a real tendency to literally like go fucking crazy when we're placed into a position of like the unknown like when when we're unsure about what's going to happen like there's like mass hysteria and i think eventually i think people like football fans are like everyone will, is going to think well i mean i don't want to catch this virus i'm going to stay indoors even if it means i'm not going to watch the football it'll just get postponed watch it another week and that means Liverpool don't win the league then i'm i'm absolutely all for it it would be amazing, an amazing turn of events. It is kind of mad, like the prospect of like life as we know it, just like going to absolute pot. Mm. Like you know when the sport's called off that's fucking something serious happening. Yeah. The Olympics the Olympics has surely got to get called off. You can't have everyone from all around the world meeting in the same place. Yeah. That's literally <laughs> That's literally that is bonkers. What do you say like that? That's actually very true. Yeah. Do either of you know anything about this uh, guy? Not about the virus? No, I don't know anything about anything. Lewis, you're a community leader at Flex Radio. You've been on Match of the Day. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. That's, yeah, that's right. Last time I was on, I flirted with the idea that I was going to get a Flex mentioned on the BBC. 6.8 million views later, Lewis is on Match of the Day too. So you can thank me later for that one, boys. Uh, anyway, I went for a 40-mile cycle ride today that took me from my house way out past Enfield and I mean way out and it was raining hard today oh god that sounds shit I went through Lower Clapton which is why I say it. basically I've got my way of getting to the the canal ways of London is down through a foot tunnel up near like Canary Wharf Limehouse and then this time I follow the River Lee rather than the uh, Regent Canal Regent Um Followed that up because, for the love of this podcast, I thought Shit, it's been another recording and I haven't got any new gums to report on. So I knew that I, I really wanted some tracky bottoms. I haven't had, I haven't bought a pair of tracky bottoms in years. So I thought, right, what I'll do is I'll get on my bike. The weather was all right this morning. I'll get on my bike and I'll cycle down the River Lee to Hackney to go to the Nike outlet store to go and get some tracky bottoms. And then I'll have a little cycle around there, which included Lower Clapton. And then I'll go back to the canal and I'll head north and see how far I can go. Went past the Spurs stadium and all that kind of stuff. Did you did you see Lee Valley Cinema, the Odeon or whatever it is? No, but s- since I've been told that there's an incredible Odeon there yeah, that has yeah. like deluxe seats. It's really good. How come you know about it? Got family up in north still. Fair enough. Um, not, not a fair friend. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the bottom of the short of it is, I said that you said that I need to get more stuff to follow up on the massive clothes haul of 2019. Actually, it would have been 2020 by then. So today I bought some tracky bottoms. Um, I want your, in, for the, in the interest of fairness, I want your completely honest take on my buy. Right, I'll go first. Yeah, I think they're really nice. Thanks. Um, as soon as I walked in the house, Carlos said, rah, grey trackies. So I know he's got more to say on it. <laughs> I just remember there was like memes going around about if a guy turns up to the front door when a girl comes around he's wearing grey trackies and he means business. 
so that's why I said that. And how did I turn up to Joe's front door today? Mean in business. Exactly. But they are nice, and I like the variation of the red Nike tick with the white Nike block writing, the 90s, 90s logo. And the one thing I did think was, are they from like year 11 or something because uh, they seem a bit small? No, what I've done is I've uh, pulled them up at the bottom slightly because I was looking at someone's Instagram and he had tracky bottoms that ended a bit higher than the sock and it looked quite good because you don't want like, uh, you don't want them to like drag on the floor, you know what I mean? Well, I'm, for, for the benefit of the listener, I'm yeah. going to stand up because... Because we're wearing droopy bottoms. I'm wearing black Nike trackies yeah. and they're exactly what Lewis is describing, big and baggy. See, this is, but that, that I think this in an essence captures the difference in our style. Because I tried on some tracky bottoms, actually the ones that had the white tick along with the white block writing, and I thought that they were too baggy because they would have looked like that. And I, I, you know how I feel about baggy bottoms. About flares. Yeah, about I was, flares. I was, I was just about to talk about flares. Actually. And these are borderline tapered to the leg. Borderline though, not fully, mm. but borderline. And that is, when the person first invented the tapered tracky bottom, that was me, that was me in cloud nine at that point. I mean, you, you don't really see many people um, nowadays who aren't wearing tapered tracky bottoms. I mean, they're very popular. I mean, it's a serious fashion trend. Yeah. No, the, they're not. Like the, very, the slim tracky bottom. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, my legs just get too hot, so I couldn't wear tracky bottoms all the time. Really? Yeah, that's the long and short of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on my cycle, anyway, I went to parts of the world that I've never been to, which is exciting. Like, um, Joe's a big Walthamstow fan for some reason. And I went through Waltham Forest out the other side and I saw some blokes nicking petrol from a car <laughs> which is really exciting and I cycled through a load of uh, underpasses around Enfield which seemed like I had headphones in on the canal way for one and I had a, a snood on so I was, ba- I was one of your uh, examples of people covering their mouths I had a snood on and had my hood up because at this point it really was pissing it down so I didn't really have my set my senses were gone which I'm already really bad in a hood because my head's too big for him and I was cycling through and there were like ropes hanging down and loads of like people, like obviously like people lived underneath the thingies. And I, as a, as a twat judged that as being, oh, I'm a bit scared to like cycle through on my bike. But as usual, I, as usual, I judged people for no reason. I had a nice little chat with a bloke under a pass. Um, I'd, he'd moved out the way so he was doing, a, he was doing a piss in the river. It was great. I had a great, I've had a great day to be fair, all in. I got back with muddy, muddy legs, which is always a nice sign of a good day well spent. That really, that kind of experience really just takes me back to not having a job. <laughs> <laughs> like that is just the sort of the kind of thing that you do when you don't have a job. Do you know what I mean? Like I was yeah, so, I've, the amount of times I've found myself like cycling somewhere that I don't know, like under an underpass, like yeah. by one of London's many weird and wonderful bodies of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good day. You know mm. what, Lewis? I boshed off a cover letter yesterday and I thought, you know what, I'm going to celebrate not getting a job by going for a cycle ride. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a banging day and you've managed to put in action what you were talking about last week about shoestring things to do because you've had a completely free day and yeah, you, compared to my day, I mm. mean, the highlight of my day was seeing a Nigerian man in a Make America Great Again <laughs> and you smashed it, so yeah. My highlight was definitely seeing people nick petrol. <laughs> That was really good. But that brings us nicely, again, unbelievable level of segues. Joe's just undone his belt. He's been undone the whole, the whole time. His legs are getting too hot. He's been undone the whole time. And his fly's undone. Bloody hell, Joe. 
And I was the one ready for business in my grey tracksuit bottoms, they said. Segwaying on to the next topic of shoestring budgets. We promised you last time out that we were going to come with some suggestions for um, our listener base and our international listener base of good things to do on a low budget. So, Joe, I know you've had a little think about this. Let's get the ball rolling, shall we? This is going to be this is going to be what takes this podcast into the next layer of really, really providing a service that people are after. Mm-hmm. So, my first offering. Yeah. Uh, I. So we're living in a time where there's an absolute abundance of good quality cinema. Ooh. I mean, we really are. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like there's always a film that you must see. Yeah. And um, fortunately, living in the part of the world that we do, we've been blessed with an institution called Peckhamplex. Mm. Um, that's, that's yeah, that's my first offering. Five pound, any film, any time of the day. Um, I mean, can you can it get like any better than that? I feel like it's a bit, it's, it's kind of doing the uh, the creators of the film of the film a bit of a disservice by paying so little money. Mm. Probably should be paying more for it. But um, yeah, there you go. That's my first offering. What do you Number guys think? One. Well, on that topic. Um, I thought you were going to say we're blessed to be living in a time when we've got Put Locker. But, <laughs> and that's coming off of a joke that you actually made in the week, Joe, <laughs> about three things to do. <laughs> yeah, um, I did make a, a, a rather... Uh, a, a suggestion I'm disappointed about. You disappointed <laughs> myself. No, I'm joking. Obviously, everyone's uh, streamed and watched things that they shouldn't have online. Um, <laughs> <laughs> On Peckinplex, I went there a little while ago and saw, um, what was it that I saw when it was too hot? Oh, uh, Us? No. No, oh. I went and I saw Hustlers on like a Friday night and it was, it was so hot that it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was I couldn't, I couldn't stop laughing the entire way through. It was so hot. They had a bloke that was running around the aisles, op- opening the doors, and they had a bloke that was stood at the front because there's like big double doors on the left and the right, and he was just like opening and shutting the doors to find the room. <laughs> they had the doors open at the back. People were like borderline passing out all around us. It was absolutely brilliant. And I went there, went there with DJT to see Joker. No, I was with you. I was with you. When he, when he, had, when he had his nourishment. Yeah. He, he had a nourishment in there. And I actually can't think of a worse like, thing to drink like while it's fucking boiling hot. Uh, do you remember the bloke that was sat in the row above? The row, the row in front. It reminded me of... Um, basically, when I was in, uh, in India, I went to a cinema, which is, it turns out is really famous in Jaipur. Where like people come from all around like the state because they've never been to a cinema. There aren't many cinemas basically to like see what a cinema is and to watch big Bollywood films. And we went to it, and it was one of the best decisions we made. It was like an unbelievable experience. What were you with this- a friend? Yeah, 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 I was with a travelling buddy, um, and we when <laughs> we'd heard about it, it was a massive, massive building, and then you could tell that all the people in there, like seventy five percent. It was quite refreshing because there's like the, their idea of cinema etiquette is just not like not like nothing you can imagine. So like as soon as the band would come on stage, people would stand up and boo and chuck popcorn at the screen. The people were screaming the entire like screaming the entire way through it. And I've got to say, I actually I was actually bang up for watching more Bollywood films because it was really really good and a proper like blockbuster film. Like it was good for a, it was good for a cinema. Yeah, well our um experience watching us wasn't too far from that to be honest with you. <laughs> 
if you haven't watched it, <sighs> who's the who's the Jordan Peele? Jordan Peele. Yeah, yeah it's the. It, yeah. Um, and it's kind of Famous. like it's like it's kind Famous. of like slapstick horror, basically. Uh, Is and, he the bloke that did Get Out? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Key and Peele. And so there did he. But yeah, Jordan he's the Peele. one that does that. Yeah, I hadn't put two and two together. I don't really watch <laughs> Key and Peele, but um, and like the nature of the film know. is that there are some there are parts well pretty regularly that are like so shocking. That I mean, it's very um conducive to like jumping. Yeah. And the the crowd at this cinema would like like the liveliest crowd I've ever been. <laughs> I've ever I've ever like been at what, a cinema. What with. time of day was it? Was it like a Friday night? Um, yeah, it was prime time. It was absolutely it was yeah, like, yeah, packed yeah. to the packed to the rafters, was it hot? as they say. I don't remember it being really hot. I don't remember hot. the heat. I just yeah, remember yeah, yeah. the party atmosphere. It, it wasn't yeah. hot, but it was hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was hot. It was hot. Um, and like every time there was a scene that made you jump, something that made you jump, like the whole crowd would be like, they would be like, ah! <laughs> or the people would be like, no, no, no. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I went, right, most recently I went there to see 1917 and uh, the crowd couldn't have been Further, further, further <laughs> from the crowd for us. I like, remember, remember when we went to see the Joker there, and the bloke that was sat in front. I still remember what he said. He was um, someone was fighting someone, and it, bear in mind this wasn't like a carnival atmosphere in there. This was it wasn't too hot and it wasn't too like raucous. Everyone was just like fairly calmly watching a really good film, and someone like punched on up. He went, right, he just got banded up. <laughs> <laughs> Like as as loud as I've said it there, oh, I've got so much respect for people that can do that. Yeah, I, I I'm I cannot. I mean, I was sitting next to someone who was like kind of lively, and I was like actually kind of embarrassed, <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't even me. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. That's just the kind of guy I am. Mm. Um, but yeah, Peck and Plex. Peck and Plex number one. I think that's actually a really good shout. Yeah, please come over that. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. It's a very very good thing to do on a very very low budget. Mm. Um, I'll offer one up then. Actually, me and Carlos have been chatting about this a bit, and it's been a bit of a uh, uh, a presence in our group chats recently. But mine is walking. The walking revolution. The walking revolution. The te- the the, re- the revolution will be walkerized, as Gary Lineker said. Um, basically, I've realised that the best parts of every night's out I've had recently have been either walking there or walking back. What night? What night have you been going to? <laughs> So the other night, oh. th- this started... On your own as well. <laughs> yes. No, 100% my own. I love this. That's, as you can tell from my cycle ride today, these are my own is the, the best company you can have. But the other night, I went to an event in... Uh, went to the, like a pub thing with some mates in Camberwell. Finished fairly late, but thought, you know what? I'm not going to get a bus or a cab. I'm going to walk home from Camberwell. And it took me about, I don't know, an hour and 35. An hour and 35 absolutely loved it was the sun coming up when you got back no no I got back in at about four probably nice. so it wasn't it didn't end that late but it was only in a pub um, but I did it because you know when you've like been like you've been having a few drinks XYZ but you haven't actually gone to like go for a dance so you haven't <laughs> so if you if I got in a cab then I went home I was just being levered in bed for no reason whatsoever so I was like right, instead of going for a dance I'm just going to go for a walk and like walk it out my system on the way home no it's a good idea it's a good idea do you guys find that I definitely find that there's I mean it's, it sounds pretty logical but the soberer the soberer I am before I go to bed even if it means I get less sleep yeah the less, hung, the less hungover I am the day after or like yeah the better I feel the day after yeah yeah if you can go to bed with like if you can go to bed well on your way back to being like yeah I could 
if I had to drive a car, for example, then like, not that you would, obviously, but if you could, <laughs> if that's like your barometer, yeah, yeah, going yeah. to bed at the point with which you could say, yeah, if I had to rush to a hospital now in a car, I could do it. That's that's the level that I'm aiming to get back by the walk. But the other day, I, had, I even I topped it again. I topped it because I was sober, and I re I was I was literally I was fit to burst doing this, and I'm and I'm not in any way joking. I was beaming from face to face. Uh, got the I was meeting people in Campbell again. Got the train to London Bridge, and it said then get the 35 all the way down Woolworth Road. I thought no, I'm gonna walk. Stepped up London Bridge station. It said on my uh, maps this should take you like 55 minutes. What, walk from London Bridge? Walk from London Bridge to Camberwell. Oh, to Camberwell, sorry. Um, walked all the length down Woolworth Road, which is a road which I don't really know that well, and I've always heard people speaking about, like kind of like the old Kent Road, like you hear about yeah. it a lot. Yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. actually really taken in Woolworth Road. Walked down it, unbelievable uh, unbelievable place. It's all, the, the bit up past Elephant and Castle's clearly changed a bit. There's a lot of new rise. But down in like the stretch in between Camberwell and Elephant and Castle, Woolworth Road, I was walking on there thinking, uh, this is, it made me fall in love with London again. Because it was a little area that I hadn't really investigated yet. And then I went and had a lovely Turkish meal in Campbell over you, Joe. And all of it, it was great. It was absolutely great. But the walk, um, yeah, so, shoestring, walk places, reclaim time. We don't need to be in a rush. You don't need to be anywhere quickly. Just have a nice walk. Yeah, I mean, as a fellow Walking Revolution mm. team member... If you, I haven't got my phone on me, but try and pull up the text that we, that I sent you about walking. All right, about the walking revolution. Yeah, in the meantime, I'll, I'll also just fully like join on the bandwagon. Um, last, however long, last six months that I've been working on the other side of London, I've been walking to North Greenwich in the morning, which is like a good twenty-five minute walk. Do you, like, know, do you every day? Count, do you count your steps? Um, I don't. I don't slash. You I know how many steps I don't, that is. I don't count them like religiously but i like to think that i'll get over ten, more than ten thousand steps a day mm. um i was watching a youtube video of a bloke who for a week did twenty five thousand steps a day and he said he's never slept better he's never felt better he lost loads of like stomach fat just by walking along and he said obviously it's literally impossible if you have an actual job that's not like being a youtuber but if you can really nail a lot of a lot of steps then i think that is that is one of the guides to happiness. Well, I think if you, I think you could probably do twenty five thousand. Oh, sorry, I'm getting some interference. Oh, you're getting some interference. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, Carlos sent me a, a a ream of messages about how he's <laughs> going to write a self help book, telling people that they should walk more. It wasn't that one. It was this was months ago when I said something along the lines of yeah. Um, we need to start. Basically, inner city kids have never been programmed to walk. Whereas country kids always go on like nice walks in the country and that, and I always used to think that was the saddest thing ever. Like, like come on, get a grip, like watch watch some TV or something. But then, and and like obviously free zip card, I'd be getting the bus yeah. one stop religiously every day. Like I'd never walk anywhere. But since moving to Bristol, I've clocked that because the city's a bit smaller. Mm. Walking, every, you've already said everything about it, but like, you, yeah, why why did no one teach me to walk before? <laughs> but. but um, yeah, the walking revolution. It was some type of slogan. Like it's going to build towards a self-help book. Yeah. But it was something along the lines of, first we need to walk, and then we'll run, and then we'll fly together. That's mm. gorgeous. Yeah, you about, really are an artist at heart. I'm thinking about um that man's claim of walking. Not his claim. I mean, his the truth. Yeah. 
the fact that he walked uh, how many steps was it? Twenty five thousand. Logistically, I mean that yeah, is literally impossible. I think you'd, I think you'd be have to you'd have to be walking for about four or five hours every day. Unless you have a walking desk at work. Yeah. Yes, that that's true. Which you've got standing desks, and I'm sure that at one point in time people would have scoffed at that idea. Some people have got pedal desks. Mm. I've noticed those. And as a man who's been self-conscious of, of calves in my earlier life, I did consider one, but I didn't do it for obvious reasons. It is strange. Mm. But to be honest, I don't think you have to walk 25,000 steps a day to like lose weight. Do you know what I mean? No. I, think no. You, I reckon if you were to walk for like two hours a day, you'd, you'd like be feeling a lot, lot oh, better yeah. about it. Like two, two hours, hours walking and that's, a day would that, be brilliant. But that's, do, that's doable. Like That's really doable. Mm. If you lived in like a like inner city area... The Woolworth area, maybe, and, yeah. you, and you worked in central London. Yeah, walk to work, walk back. That, that you'd be well commute, on your way. An hour commute is fairly standard. Yeah, yeah. So if you just did that, as yeah, my commute's an hour. I walk there and back. Yeah, well, when I move, guys and yeah. listeners, um, my plan is to to cycle to work every day, mm. and it's going to take me about forty five minutes there and back. I mean, I'm going to be I'd be commuting for longer anyway, but it's more about like the energy, yeah, and the fatigue that it's going to, um, uh, put on me. Can you, uh, is there a shower at work? Yeah, so I've I've tried, been trying to navigate this. I've been like getting the feeders out. Yeah, there are a couple of showers that actually like, it, that are very important. But I mean, imagine getting like getting to work and like having a shower. You yeah. feel fucking close. You would feel great. You'd literally sail through the You'd day. Feel great. <laughs> and cycling home because the the amount of uh, commute that's wasted time, like that you're not moving, it's like you're waiting or your train stopped or your train's delayed. The idea that even if your commute was 10 minutes long on a bike, but as soon as you get on it, you're moving and then that's it. You don't, traffic's not really an issue. I think, yeah, cycling to work and walking on the week, walking on your weekends. Right, so we are like the most <laughs> boring fuckers. <I've... laughs> nah, but that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you've got to really nah. game it. When, when we grew up, if you'd, have, if you'd have been at school, what, Greenwich mm. and Lewisham and being like, oh yeah, well, secondary in Kent, but fuck that. But if you'd have been in school, like, oh, yeah, what, what are you getting up to the weekend? I'm going to go for a walk. But actually, it's kind of a, a, a pointless point because when you were younger, you were going to the park playing football and stuff more. Yeah, we naturally so you, did so much So you were, do, you were doing all of that stuff. But like that idea of, it, it sounds so boring to be like, I'm going for a walk, but actually you, you just see so many jokes, things. Like, yeah. Like, I, I, the other day, um, like walking around Bristol where I live, like Stapleton Road, it got voted the most dangerous road in Britain in 2010. Really? It's a mad road. Like you see, like, so I first, I used to get the train, then I got the bus, then I was like, I can, I can actually walk it. Yeah. And like, that, that by the way, sorry, that is the step-by-step improvement that all of you lot can do as well. That'll be in chapter one, don't yeah. worry. But like on this road, it's one of those roads where there's crackheads everywhere. Yeah. Just doing their thing. Yeah. But then, there's like active prostitution on corners. Oh yeah. There's active people outside like 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 um clubs, like men's clubs, not like um not like party like gentlemen's clubs. clubs. Like gentlemen's that yeah, type yeah, yeah. of thing. People outside just clearly trapping. Yeah. Like a whole operation going. And like the other day I looked at um I looked at some guy too long when I was walking past him and he, and he turned to his and he turned to his friend, he's like, Well that boy looked on me so <laughs> <laughs> I just kept it moving. <laughs> but like, yeah, you see... You should have just said, I'm just walking, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me tell you about walking, brother. <laughs> but yeah, you see a lot of stuff and you learn about your areas. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> but you should, you, should, you should have said, you look like the kind of man who's listening to Flicks Radio. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to shit bricks and when you find you... out who this guy is. <laughs> 
I didn't know that Bristol had that in it. Yeah, Bristol is different. Like mm. London's just a bit more built up, and and like yeah, Bristol's got a lot of poverty, mm. and like this road is mainly it's a lot of like um, new immigrants, refugees, that type of thing. Mm. But it was a mad. So I got I got a haircut in this place, and I got my haircut by a Gambian Rasta with no teeth. So like at first he was talking. I was looking at the two barbers sitting down thinking, rah, You've been shagged. I don't want the guy with no teeth. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's got dreads, he's balding as well. Like. <laughs> it's, it's not the kind of place you can be like, no, no, I'm waiting for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's my first time going in. No, I'm waiting for teethy. <laughs> and and like, he's got long dreads, but he's balding, no teeth. I'm thinking, this this ain't the guy who's going to give me a good fade. Yeah. And then, and lo and right. behold, <laughs> he finishes up. It was a race. The, the two barbers were almost finishing at the same time. Yeah. I was looking at the other guys. Oh, that, is, that situation's yeah. so bad. The other guy was young. He, like He had a fresh haircut himself. I was yeah. like, oh, come on, man. And then and maybe then, the Gambian cuts his hair. We, um, you never know. But then, so then he turned. The, then the the Rasta guy, because at that point he'd been speaking in Jamaican accent the whole time. Yeah. So I just assumed he's a Rasta, he's Jamaican, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I was thinking he 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 looked West African. Yeah. But yeah, he cut my hair. He did a decent job. Mm. But then good level of conversation. Yeah, decent conversation. Um, but then I tell you, one of the conversations he said that people don't want their beards cut because it's the same as a lion having his mane trimmed he was like if you go try cut a, uh, if you go try and trim a lion's mane then he's not going to let you mm. and that's how some men feel about their beard <laughs> <laughs> it's thingy is it it starts with a d what's the biblical reference of the bloke so is it, is it sam samson samson's hair mm. is that the biblical reference he has his hair cut and it contains his power rings a bell anyway below the line for the listeners <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so carlos have you got your own personal shoestring or do you, are you just going to cotton onto the back of a uh, walking? Mate, I started the walking revolution, so how could I be cottoning onto it? Yeah, I said it here. Yeah, you claimed it. I brought but it. I started it. I brought it. Um, but no, aside from that, I was going to say my free thing to do, and a lot of people do it, and it's, again, it's one of those things that a few years ago I'd have been like, oh, it's so lame. Like, yeah. And I actively used to think that running was just a bit sad. Mm. But me and my housemate decided to stay in have a few beers on friday night and we did a park run on saturday morning yeah and you know what shout out to park runs because sensational way to start your weekend yeah it? i've never felt that good at what nine forty on a saturday morning before mm. and then spent the rest of the day just like went to the pub all day but felt like vindicated in like, doing that and you feel fresh and awake yeah yeah, yeah um, there's actually nothing better than um having not gone out on a friday no the feet yeah the, that the feeling of like not going out, going for a run, and then meeting people and having a beer. Yeah, that the yeah. feeling of being like, right. First of all, I feel fucking brilliant for my run, but second of all, like I fucking deserve this beer. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. That's a really great feeling. It's it's pretty unbeatable actually. And yeah. also the park run is just it's it's kind of funny people watching as well because mm. you get people running it with prams. You also get people like with dogs wrapped like. They'll have like a rope round their belly and they're getting ran round by their dog, <laughs> which I thought was a cheating, to be honest, because the dog's doing half the work. Um, and yeah, it's, it's 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 one of those like everyone's being nice to each other. It's, 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 it's a really positive. God yeah, well, said. It's, it's positive really, energy. Really, really, really <laughs> Do you know what? Funny enough, this made me think of something. Um, you saying that you got like what thirty? What? Do you, how many minutes did you do it in? Thirty-one. Thirty-one minutes. No, no, I'm not. I'm not taking piss out of that at all. But I looked up to see what the average, the average times on the back of you saying that. And I can't even remember. I can't even remember what results it pulled up. But what it did put up 
was a, an article in the Guardian, and it was like the average time the average time for park runs has gone from like twenty five minutes to like thirty seven minutes, and this is like um, this why this is an an excellent thing mm. because it means that it's way, way more, more like there's way it. more people doing it. Yeah, well, and you've worked harder because you've run for longer. <laughs> so yeah I could run a marathon two hours slower than Mo Farrett but really that just means I've been running for longer exactly you're on to something again yeah, mm-hmm. no I like to think that I am but also like when you do a park run don't get roped into all those people who love running and they mm. think they've got to get a PB mm. that's nonsense you got to go at about 65 to 70% if you're, if you're on a tough day maybe push yourself to like 80% yeah but don't ruin your day because it is if you try your hardest, you're going to be tired at one day. I'm sure, Lydon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too competitive for stuff like that, though. I'd go with that. In fact, the time that I went, I went with Shaw, which is already terrifying enough because he can run it in about three and a half minutes. And I went with the thing of like being right. I'm like, I'm feeling a bit tired. I haven't run in a while. Da, da, da. Then as soon as it sets up, I'm like, right, I'm, I'm not. Look at you. I'm letting you beat me. And then start like pegging it around. <laughs> to be honest, the guy with the dog wrapped around his belly. No, mm. the. The rope wrapped around his belly <laughs> being pulled by a dog yeah. did beat me. And that's why I was thinking he was cheating because the dog was working hard. Yeah, yeah. But the dog did also stop to do a shit and he still <laughs> then came back past me and beat me. So. <laughs> but yeah. Have you picked that up? But I, yeah, he did actually. Where did you do it? Um, so it, there could be some listeners from the Bristol area that were yeah, there which, as well. Which one? Eastville Park. Eastville Park. It's like five, ten minute walk from my, from my house. A quick second I want to give for free things to do. Yeah, no, uh, I'm, we're always in the market. So Uber driver in Bristol one time um, picked me up and he had loads of philosophy books on his like dashboard. Yeah. And he's like a Muslim guy, had a fat beard, um, but he, he was fresh. The way he was shaped up and his fade, yeah, he looked good. Mm. But he, He'd retained his power though. Yeah, he still had the lion's mane. Yeah. But he was talking to me and he was like, um, the first thing that Angel Gabriel said to the Prophet Muhammad I've tried to pronounce it, but it's like Ikra. Mm. And he said, it means to read. And he was like, that's the fundamental for him and everything he does is just reading. And then I also saw something that said that reading for five minutes can reduce stress significantly. Mm. I bet that, I bet that. And all of that ties into the fact that when I was younger again, I used to go it to the library. Cool. Well, yeah, it was all right. But I went, I went to a library in Blackheath, local Lewisham Library. No, not Lewisham Library, but you know what I mean? Council Library. But it's gone now. Got bought out by a private school. But that that as a case study, along with Ferrier Estate, typifies the modern world. Exactly. But I think that libraries like walking and time need to be reclaimed. Any single person should go find out where their local library is. Go get a book out for free from the library mm. and go read for a bit. I walk think, there, walk back. I think that the the problem I think that ninety five percent of the issues that this country faces partially socially because our weather's shit <laughs> i'm going to park the fact that we have a austerity government but i think that so many things so many, all the things that we've said are nice outdoorsy things to do like walk to a library get a book out go and sit in the park and have a read and then drop it back go for a walk go for a cycle right realistically the weather being shit is such a um detrimental like even for you cycling to work seems like a nice idea now but waking up in february and it's pissing it down that is, it's just such a buzzkill, isn't it? It's true, but also that's why the library is a building that you can sit inside. Mm. Yeah, but walk there and back. Get an umbrella. Get an umbrella, that could be a shout. I've never really had an umbrella. Neither have I, actually. I've never really trusted it. Joe? 
Anything to add? Um, yeah, navigating through. I don't think enough is made of uh, the skill required to navigate through a group of people. First of all, all with umbrellas, mm. and second of all, even without umbrellas, when you're holding an umbrella, mm. it's an incredibly difficult skill. Do you, you go high or angles. low? Mm. I I go high, low, left, and right. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. I was doing a lot of that today. But yeah, that's all I have to add to it. I hate umbrellas because when they go upside, inside out. Yeah. That is... That's anxiety-inducing. Yeah, yeah it's of. like, wow, this is utterly embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's one thing I care about, it's my street cred. <laughs> did, you, did you ever have a, um, in your school list of people uh, nugget bags? Is that when you'd tie it all the way up? <laughs> no, no, no. It's when you, you take everything out, can put it inside out, so you, you like completely turn it inside out, put everything back in and then zip it back around, tuck the zip in. <laughs> so it looks like a chicken nugget. Yeah. Like a Just Do It bag would look perfectly like a, chi- a yeah. chicken nugget. That's kind of the same embarrassment you feel, the humiliation yeah. of when your umbrella goes inside out, is getting your, 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 your backpack nuggeted in school. <laughs> right, and on that note, guys. Yeah. I think this would be a good place to end the show. End the show? Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to leave a little taster out there that I thought of, thought that a nice idea that we could start in the future is I haven't thought of a punchy name for it yet, which usually I'm led by the name for the idea rather than the idea. So I'm going to do this one conventionally forwards, but for me backwards. I think it would be quite a good idea to pick a thing at random and see if one of us can rant about it for two minutes. That's quite a good idea. I think it would be quite entertaining for the listener's purpose. Right. And also, as a quick little teaser for the listeners, we've lined up some sensational guests. Um, this is not a drill. We've got some good guests coming up. So I'm just going to leave that with you. We're not going to give any more details now. It will become apparent when it's apparent. Cool. That's all I'm going to say. Right, all right then. All right then, peace. Calm. <laughs>